Just a little disclaimer before we get into things today, this episode of Lane's Locker Rooms comes with some adult themes and some explicit language. Now back over to Harrison, hope you enjoy. Welcome back everybody to Lane's Locker Room, uh, series three, episode two. This week, I'm joined by Luis Costa, now a BBC freelance reporter. Big time movements from Costa. That's what Son say. Thank you very much for the invite. That's all right, mate. Uh, this week, we're going to be chatting about the Champions League, uh, the upcoming final, and just talking about the, um, the tournament so far this season. Um, we'll jump straight in, Costa. You're here as my Spanish correspondent. Uh, I know how much you, um, you love Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know it. Um, yeah, a, what can we say about them? Um, it was a good comeback against Manchester City in the semi-finals, and they'll be fighting for their 14th trophy in the competition in Paris. When the last time they played in Paris, they beat Valencia. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But the last time they played Liverpool in Paris, they lost one now in '81. So. And Liverpool win the Champions League that year. So, I mean, just, just so people can understand, Costa is a Barcelona fan, so he is not going to want to be talking too highly about Real Madrid. But <laughs> I think it's fair to say we can't, we can't talk down on Madrid. I mean, they've had, a, they've had an absolutely amazing season, really. Um, big Don Carlo. He's um, could pro- probably lead them to another Champions League. I mean, is that five Champions League with five different teams? I think I'm right in saying? Five, five finals. Five finals, five finals. The most by any manager, and what a blessed man getting the call in summer, in the last summer, yeah, to go and coach Real and leaving Everton. <laughs> I mean, you look at, I think he's made the right decision now. I mean, you look at the Everton team, but he's just <laughs> he's transformed that Real side. Um, because last season, obviously, Vinicius wasn't having the greatest season, there was the trouble between him and Kareem. Um, and now this season. They've been absolutely unstoppable. I mean, we look at the Champions League. Um, Benzema has been just the forefront, but it's the midfield. It's the midfield for me. I think they must nearly have a combined age of 100 and they are, they are rinsing every midfield they go up against. It's astonishing, really. Um, I remember I remember still when they lost to, to, Sheriff's, to Sheriff Tiraspol in the group stages. Yeah. And it was a high drama. Why are they losing to Sheriff and all this and that? Are Modric and Cross too old? And now look at them. They were both in midfield. They got the perfect replacements in Valverde and Camavinga. And they all combine very well with Casemiro sitting when he's fit and not red carded or suspended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my first dig. Yeah, we go. Straight <laughs> um, in. Yeah. They, are, they combine very well, and I think the key is going to be midfield, obviously, against uh, Liverpool's middle three as well, with Thiago, Fabinho, and Henderson. That's what I was. I was just gonna just gonna ask you, is it's the battle between the midfield threes, and I think it'll be as long as all three of them are fit for Real, it'll be Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro. But for Liverpool, I think it's a tougher decision for Klopp because he, he has to go Thiago, and I think he has to go Fabinho if he's fit. But I'm not sure if Henderson is the right player to go for in that midfield? I've, Henderson has earned a lot of respect. Whereas on a, in any other year, it would have been Henderson's not fit to play in a Champions League final. 
I think he's key in that middle three as well because he covers for Trent Alexander-Arnold as well when yeah. he pushes up. So I think uh, Henderson is going to be the talisman in, in a sense in the middle three as well because Thiago's got the class, Fabinho's got the height and the speed and Henderson just puts in pulls his heart out really out there on the pitch. Do you think, um, obviously we are recording this prior to the Premier League finishing, Forget they win, so if they don't win the Premier League, but they go on and have won the League Cup, the FA Cup, Champions League. Do you think that Jordan Henderson is a bigger Liverpool legend than Steven Gerrard? In terms of trophies, yeah. Henderson's won the Premier League. He's hypothetically lifted his second Champions League. Yep. Um, so in terms of that, if you put trophies on the table, Henderson's a bigger legend. But now if you've got their fan love, uh, then maybe Gerard will edge that, but that's, that's fair. That's that's fair enough. It's just that's just me trying to make digs at Liverpool because you know I like <laughs> one um, one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another. I think another key battle in the, the game will be between Vinicius and Trent. I think he will exploit Trent's def- defensive capabilities. I think he will put Trent on the back foot. But it's then obviously Trent has the coverage. If you said Henderson and then Van Dyke, do you think that, do you think they will cope with him? Do you think they'll cope with Vinicius? Hundred um, percent. Obviously, if you see the first leg of the semi-final against uh, Manchester City, when Fernandinho has to come on in the first half, and he survived, he actually coped with Vinicius apart from the goal, where you see Fernandinho doesn't have the speed because of his age, whatever. You've got Trent, who's 23 years of age. He's quick. You've got Henderson, who's also quick. You've got Konate, who's a six-foot-five beast at yeah. the back alongside Van Dijk. I think he's going to struggle, uh, Vinicius, in that game. Um, obviously, he's got the flair. He's got the flair. He's got all this. But we'll have to see what the, what the game plan is and how far Trent pushes up yeah. in the game. Because if Trent and, if Trent and Salah can get their connection going in that game, they will. I think they're absolutely ruined Mendy. That I'm, I'm assuming Real will go with Mendy for the final. Yeah, I'll, I'll think so as well. Um, I think obviously if you compare both back fours, Liverpool, Liverpool's got the edge by by a landslide. Um, I think Real's defense will struggle with Mane, Luis Diaz, Salah, Jota. I'm just throwing in names. Yeah, yeah. And, any of them could literally start the final. It, it amazes me. It amazes me that Real have gone on to win the league this year. Um, I've got to a Champions League final with how, if you look in their games, their, their defence don't look strong. I mean, I'm assuming, because I haven't watched them too much this season, but their main centre-back partnership is probably Alaba and Militao. Yeah. But to me, they like obviously Alaba's been superb for 10, 12 years, obviously in that Bayern Munich defence. But he's been really shown to be caught out in another league and having Militao next to him makes him look even worse because Militao has <laughs> just been dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, if you think, Alaba's been playing 90% of his career as a left-back. Yeah. And even in the national team, he probably plays in midfield more than a left-back or centre-half. So, obviously, being a full-time centre-back is completely different to being a full-back. Yes. And obviously, if you go, as you said... Militao next to you who sometimes just wanders around like nothing 
yeah. and leaves you at the back on your own, um, then it can get difficult. Um, but yeah, they're obviously they've won the league for for a reason. They've been the best team in Spain this season. Um, uh, I think Courtois got the second most clean sheets uh, in the league, so that's that's saying something that Ancelotti's done in the past in the past nine nine months working with the team uh, as to when the when Zidane was in charge uh, beforehand, and obviously Carvajal. Carvajal is going to be another weak point in my yeah. in my eyes because obviously you got either Luis Diaz or Mane playing out there, and you saw how how much he struggled in both legs against Manchester City. Yeah, um, that could be another point to exploit for for Liverpool. Yeah, I think it's, I think Carvajal is nowhere near the right back he used to be. Not that. I mean, he's never been the best right back in the world, but he's always been world class. Yeah, he's always been class. Yeah, it's like his legs have been chopped in half in the last year. He's no, he's nowhere near as quick as he used to be. And like you said, coming up against Mane or Diaz, who were both extremely rapid players, skillful, they're going to leave him on his ass. And I, I think that I think that's where the goals are going to come from. Is that side? They're going to be just ransacking that side, and they're going to ruin him. And obviously, Robertson pushing up as well. Yeah, I would and not he- want to be Carvajal in that game. <laughs> I would not want to get in Robertson's way. I mean, that man hits hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be, that's going to be another, both fullbacks again, Mendy and Carvajal. Um, obviously, I hope not. I want to, I want all players to be fit, but God forbid if there's an injury, Nacho will come in, who is a lot more composed and it will be a lot harder for, for uh, Mane, Diaz or Robertson to get past him. But then he's not a full-time right back. So no, no. And it's the attacking, it's the attacking that Nacho doesn't bring. It's obviously that's what Carvajal has in his locker. If he can perform like to his best. I mean, we've mentioned obviously how they struggled over like the two legs at first in both games. They struggled in the first leg against Chelsea and then uh, Man City. Yeah. Um, they don't have a second leg this time, so they have to they have to come out in this ninety minutes and and perform as well as they've done in the second legs the last two times. Do you yeah. think then that Kamavinga will be brought in quite early into the game? Because each time he's been brought on, I've seen them change and they play better, even though how much we've praised the other three in midfield. It depends how the game goes, really. Um, if Real are winning, then he'll obviously try and burn out Cross and Modric. Um, before solving them off, but if a, if they're losing, especially, then those players, Valverde, Camavinga, um, Rodrigo, they will have to come in quite soon because, as you said, there's no second chance, no second leg. There might be two minutes of out of time, so you you need to be on your on your best game, Champions yeah. League final, biggest game um, of the of the calendar. If you're a top club. Um, so yeah, they got they got to be on their on their A game. And can we go back to Nacho because Nacho is a man that I respect a lot because of his goal against Portugal in the World Cup four years ago, and he made me jump off my sofa watching that game. There you go. It has to bring in the national team into it. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that's the that's the bingo. <laughs> that, is, that is mate. Um, we like with with the game itself. Do you think it means more? For Liverpool to win than Real because of what happened in 2018. I think 2018 is wiped off 
You it has to be fresh, fresh off. It's four years ago. Liverpool's won the Champions League since then. Yeah. In Madrid as well. Not, in, not at Real Stadium, but still in still in Madrid. But I think it's it's gotta be a fresh start. Forget about 2018. You can mention that. You can mention it, come on, lads. Yeah, but you shouldn't have it on your head the whole time. You it's a fresh start. You're in Paris. Your fans are gonna flock the city. They're gonna go into a thousands, like probably like Rangers did for the Europa League final. Um, and it's a fresh, fresh start, really. Yeah, I mean, the only the only reason I mention it is probably because of Salah. Obviously, he went off injured, and now obviously he won't revenge himself. I think, and obviously, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but as an English football fan, I'm just because I want the English football to keep moving up, keep the high ranking, and win it. I just think the game might get the Salah, and because he wants to revenge that bad, I don't know if he'll perform to his best. But obviously, he's not going up against Ramos because of. Obviously, Ramos has gone to PSG. So that that bit there for him to get at isn't there now at Real. Exactly. It's just it's just motivating yourself for a Champions League final. Ramos is gone. Uh Ronaldo's gone. Uh Bell, Bell's on his way out. Um, it's just Benzema there. Um, so it's a fresh, fresh team you're coming up against. It's a Champions League final. You've got you motivate yourself to win the Champions League, bring number seven home to Liverpool. They already know they got the parade on the 29th. Um, so you want to bring the big one, the big Champions League, uh, along with the League Cup and the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they got to be at their best. they got to forget. Konate ain't going to care about 2018. He's going to want to be there for personal pride to win the Champions League. Yeah. Being so young as well in the Champions League final. Do you reckon they will? Do you reckon they go with Konate then? He has to. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw him play for Liverpool, I was like, God, <laughs> he's quick, strong, tall, composed. I think he, he could possibly be, in a few years' time, better than Van Dijk. Well, this is what, this is what I think surprised everyone, was it was him and Upamecano from both of them at Leipzig. And, and Upamecano got all the plaudits. And, yeah, and Kanate has had such a better season than him. I mean, he, Upamecano got obviously pushed down the rankings a bit at Bayern. I mean, he hasn't started as many games as he would like to have. And he's been caught out quite a bit compared to when he was at Leipzig. And then you look at Kanate, I'm not even sure if he's made an error leading to a goal this season. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that stands out. Um, but he's, yeah, he's he's been good. I think he'll be um, a good standout and it'll be a big another battle will be him and Van Dyke against Benzema and whether they can stop him scoring goals. Bullied. I think he's going bullied, Benzema. I think he's going to get bullied. And when Van Dyke and Konate go up for a corner, Militao and Alaba are going to get bullied. They're both six foot five. Yeah. The, yeah. Only, the only player over six foot four at Real right now is in the starting eleven is Courtois. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 um the size difference I think in that Liverpool team will counteract that Real Madrid side and I like you said the corners I think in the air is where Liverpool are going to win a lot of that game. Um, it is going to be a struggle for Benzema. I mean, as much as he likes the ball played into his feet, like you said, Van Dijk and Canati are quick, so he's not going to outpace them. He's not going to get if he gets past them, they're going to catch him. And especially with Trent and um, Robertson either side. It's a very quick back line and they will 
they'll be there. <laughs> they'll be on them. Unless we see a mistake like um, the Eintracht midfielder so passing it back and then the centre-half slipping and then Arriba scoring the goal. If we, if we see something like that, then Benzema might have a chance, but yeah. I, I highly doubt it because Gerrard's not playing anymore. Yeah, yeah. So there's no chance of a back pass in the Two one. Obviously, um, we mentioned Ramos just a minute ago, and it's just something that um, flashed on my phone earlier. I think it's the first season in a very long time that Real have gone a 38 game season without getting a red card, <laughs> and obviously it's the the season after Ramos leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can see where the problem was, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, wait, definitely. Well, is yeah yeah they're, they're a lot more disciplined um Real, even when it comes to the big games against um atletico sevilla barcelona they they seem to be more disciplined and if you see them in the champions league um the tie against man the second leg against man city was was very sort of it didn't feel like a semi-final really up yeah. until maris uh scored that though and then they started pushing up um but yeah, is still think about that game, and it's like, how's Rodrigo getting in between Ruben Diaz and Laporte to score a header? Yeah, I I don't get that. I think it's <laughs> it's Pep's it's Pep's bottle again. Like the final the final last year, there is no reason that Man City should have lost the final last year. But it's I can't say oh it's his big game um, failures because obviously. Pep's won so much, but he's it's the one thing he struggled with at City. He can win the well, he can win the Premier every single year, but I don't understand why he can't win the Champions League. Well, the Champions League is a bit a lot of luck most of the time, um, and you can't fault Pep on the second leg because how is a player who's five foot eight scoring against is scoring a header against two blokes who are over six foot? Yeah, no, you're you're it, right there. I mean. Things you can't explain. Yeah. Um, the big question I obviously want to ask is who do you think will win? But I don't want that yet. We'll save it to the end. We'll just have to like we'll glaze over the 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 tournament itself. Um I think most people can imagine who I want to win. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> but of all of all the teams that have played in the Champions League this season, but it is this question probably leans more towards the big teams. Which team do you think underperformed the most this season? I was torn between two teams, which are Bayern and Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. enough, both Germans. Borussia, obviously, they lost. They had Haaland, but they lost him due to injury. Um, and Bayern, obviously, losing to Villarreal away. And then what happened at home at, yeah. at, the, at the Allianz where they usually dismantle teams like they did to Salzburg the, the round before it, I think Bayern has to take it there because there's no no reason why Villarreal should be beating them even scoring against them in all honesty yeah Villarreal might be good in Spain and all this and that but Bayern, they put seven past Salzburg, seven now. This is what I this is what I didn't get. I didn't. Um, I think I was uh, refereeing both nights that um, Bayern played Villarreal, and I just watched some of the highlights back. And 
I just didn't understand how that Bayern Munich team, with the quality they've got, Lewandowski especially, how they just couldn't score more than one goal across two games against Villarreal. Mm. Isn't their main centre-half Raul Albiol? 36, I think. He's 36. Yeah, and he ain't quick anymore. Like, I know Lewandowski's older, but <laughs> man's still got legs. Like, he can still still get past defenders. Albiol's beer is full of grey hairs. And you've I got... I remember um, watching him play for Spain when they woke up. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> the wingers that Bayern have got as well. Like, you've got Nabry, you've got Sané, you've got Koeman. How, like, players like that couldn't do stuff against that Villarreal defence just shocks me. It's... Again, the Champions League is one of them things. It's one of one of them. I mean, I've got to agree with you about Bayern <laughs> underperforming the most because really they should be in the final. They, they, they're always one of the best teams in the tournament, and they really faltered. Another team that comes close is potentially PSG, but I mean, it's too See, many I, in one team. I said that in the news in the newsroom at the at the BBC to some of the some of the guys from the Spanish service. Um, PSG are they're not a team they're just yeah. a bunch of individuals thrown in together Messi doesn't have a reason to run anymore because why would he Neymar's going to follow everything he does and then Mbappe's up there being like well someone's going to do the work yeah and have you seen have you seen the new contract he's been offered where he can be like in charge of who signs as a coach and stuff like that yeah mate there's, there's, it's not a football team it's a uh, it's a group of people that have a massive fucking ego. Like, yeah. there's that, 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 that team, even on paper, like, a lot of their positions aren't world-class. Like, yeah, you've got Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, by far the three best players. Um, but I don't see... No one else in that team, for me, is world-class. Like, even, yeah. even Donnarumma, like, he was meant to go there and be massive. He's just one... He's just one goalkeeper of the season playing 17 games. <laughs> like, mate, nah, 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 absolute shocker. Like, disgusting. And they've just lost the Maria. Yeah. Who, they've just Mate. lost the Maria, who was, I would say he was one of the better players over the last few seasons along Mbappe. If you look, you look at that midfield, I mean, you've got Verratti, but no one else in that midfield is a world-class player. You've got Adrissa Gay, who only ever played at Everton, and he wasn't <laughs> even that good there. you got, is it, is it Par- Paredes? Paredes isn't even there, right? He's out on loan. Is that right? Oh no, they bought Paredes. I think it was forty million. They, they do have they do have Paredes then. From Senate, um, yeah. You've got Danilo. Danilo, because obviously he's world class, isn't he? Um, <laughs> and the Herrera. I mean, yeah, at Man United he was good, but he's not world class, really. Not now. He hasn't played for a while for PSG. I think he had a problem with his eye. I think it was an eye injury or something like that. But yeah, like their midfield is not. Champions League winning team. No, not when you compare it to Cruz, Casemiro and Modric or Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson. Their, their midfield doesn't come close. Absolutely. So maybe maybe me saying that they've underperformed isn't right then. <laughs> maybe they performed to the level they should have. And in honesty, I'm surprised they won the, they won the first leg 1-0, didn't they, against Real? I believe they won the first leg, yeah. I, I'm surprised they did. Yeah, they did. They won the first yeah. one, one nil, and then lost three one, and at the Bernabeu. And the worst thing is that they should have won that first leg, like three or four now. Yeah, I mean, as I like it, you look at the table in their their league, and they what well, they won it by fifteen points, I think that is. Um, but there's, I mean, you look at the teams in that league. There's not, there's not another good team, and 
Lille, for instance, they finished 10th this year. Lyon aren't up there. Like Mon- Monaco are second. And Monaco's team, there's no world-class players in that either. At all. You got uh, Marseille. They bottled second. Yep. Um, I mean, if you if you take PSG out of the equation in that league, then it's yeah, it's a good league. But yeah, second you add PSG in that it's, it's it's not serious. It doesn't it's not entertaining watching PSG. No, it's not. It's it's boring because like Messi, like you said, Messi, for instance, he doesn't have to do anything anymore. He sits there and gets paid and he can run around for a bit, pass the ball around, that's his job done. And then after two years, he goes back to Barcelona, chills in his house. Yeah. Uh, he's got no reason to carry on playing after the World Cup. No. Same same with um like Ronaldo, obviously, but that's like a different conversation. It's just those two world-class players. But they both have the same thing. They don't have to do anything anymore. Um, all right, we've, we've spoken about underperformance. So we've got, well, PSG or Bayern Munich and you said Dortmund as well. I think easily the three teams that have probably underperformed the most. Overachieving? I think it's obvious Asi Villarreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even the fact that they were leading, they were one goal away from taking the game to extra time against Liverpool was remarkable. Yeah. Um, really, I've seen him for a few years. He's been good, but that he has not had a good good two legs against Liverpool. No, like, absolutely. He played like Carrius. Like it was. It was shocking, really. What was he doing for Mane's goal? Where was he going? Yeah, I know. And shock that it was Kapue that got a red card. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kapue, Coquelin, the Premier League legends. I mean, that their, their midfield four are all ex... In that second leg, all ex-prem. Lo Celso, Parejo, Kapue and Coquelin. And, like, Gerard Moreno... Um, Last year, you would have said, yeah, he could lead that team to quite far in the Champions League this season. Nowhere near as good as last year. Yeah. And I, he's, he could, could he have even, I mean, you're the Spanish fan. Could he have ran himself out of a place out of the World Cup squad this year? I think so. He's he's had injuries. He's not performed as well. Um, but then we'll have to, the thing is, we may be in May. But the World Cup is on for another six months, which is a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's still ha- there's still like a quarter of a season to be played this year before exactly. World Cup. If he scores ten goals in the first three months of the season, then he'll be in Qatar. But as it stands, he he won't be, in my opinion. And Dan Juma as well, coming from Bournemouth. Yeah, well, he missed he, he missed the second leg, and I think that I think they were really unlucky that he wasn't there for the second leg. To be fair. Yeah, he's he only cost Villarreal 15 million, a championship player. And he's more than likely gonna be going to Qatar uh in the in the winter. And will he be at Villarreal next season? That's the question. I mean, it's it's a massive question, really, because do another team jump in there for him? I I don't I don't I don't know who. It's hard to think right now. Someone like, someone like Dortmund would probably go for him. He's a sort of player that fits into how they play. Like oh, you already got Haaland's replacement. Oh, Karim, is it Karim Adeyemi? Is that, they, is that they've brought in? Yeah, from Salzburg. Yeah, yeah another good player. I mean, some million. So yeah, like we've mentioned, overachieving, underperforming. I mean, I think we're bang on with Villarreal. Who do you think has been your player of the tournament? <laughs> Oh wow. Um 
I love Mane. Yeah? Yeah, Mane. And if he wins the Champions League, there's no there's no arguments about uh, about that or the Ballon d'Or. He's it's gotta be Mane, in my opinion. You're 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 bang on Mane then, yeah? Mane, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm gonna go for um. I I don't like always doing it because it's like goals and stuff, but I think it's Benzema for me. I mean, it's in a big condensed. It is, and um, obviously it makes sense for one of us choosing Liverpool, one of us to choose Real with them both getting to the final. I like how the way we've chosen it. <laughs> You've yeah. gone for Liverpool, I've gone for Real. Um, yeah, but for me it's Benzema. He's got combined. He's got most goals and assists. He's got 17, so 15 goals, two assists. Um, he's had a cracking season. Um, then I'm just looking at the goals, though, and you look at Haller got 11 for Ajax. Yeah. And they haven't played in that tournament for God knows how long now. Didn't make it that far. So Benzema probably could have got more goals. Um, but he's still got 15 goals. So he's, he's still done well. Was that a hat-trick against PSG? Didn't he get well, did, he, did he get three or two consecutive hat tricks? Three against Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, that really good mistake. Yeah. And then didn't he get did he get two against City? He did get two against City. Did he get a hat trick against City? He got two against City in the first leg and then one in the second leg, that penalty. Yeah. So, so that alone is that alone we're counting nine goals. Yeah, so that means he's got six goals across all of the rest of the games, and that includes six group matches as well. Where he probably struggled because it was the start of a season and whatnot. Yeah, I know you mentioned them losing to Sharif and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's, if they had started the season as well as they've ended it, he could have got over twenty goals in the in the championship. He could have broken around the circuit, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's played like it as well. He's he's been leading from the front. He's yeah, he's been good. He's well, good is a bit great. I'll say great. He's been great. Yeah, I'm gonna be too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, young player of the season, then. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go straight in first, and I'll stay on the Real Madrid route. He's only 21, so I'll go for Vinicius Junior. I mean, Champions League wise, he's got six assists, and his stats for the season, I think, in just in the in the league area, he's got 17 goals, 10 assists. So he's had a good season across everything. But six assists in the Champions League, same as Sane and Fernandez. I mean, that makes shows you how good Fernandez was for Man United earlier in the tournament. Yeah, but, um, um, yeah, Vinicius to me. I think I'm gonna go for the newly awarded young player of the season of the Premier League, Phil Foden. Um, yeah, I think any choice between him and Vinicius is the correct one. Yeah. I'm, I love Foden as a player, um, what he does, how he makes City play, how he combines with Bernardo Silva and the other attackers. He, he does not put a foot wrong, uh, generally speaking, and he should have got a goal in, in the second leg, that Grealish chance that comes off him, which is very unlucky. Um, but I think he's had a... Very exponential, exponential rise since 2017 when we first hear about him with Guardiola. And he's been patient and he's only going to get better, really. Yeah, so I mean, five goals and assists in eight starts in the Champions League. It's not half bad for a lad who's only 22. 
Um, and like you said, oh, he's only 21, sorry, still only 21. Um, 23 next week. Yeah. So, Same day as the final. Yeah, yeah. That was that was meant to be, wasn't it, really? But he didn't do it. Um, I still don't, I personally don't think he's been the Premier League Young Player of the Year, but that's yeah, again... That's- that's for that's for another that's for another podcast. That's for another day. Um, obviously, last week me and Lewis spoke about our young player and uh, team of the season and stuff. Um, so I think the the ultimate question comes down for this podcast, Costa: Who wins Champions League final? Liverpool. Who do you want to win the Champions League final? <laughs> See, if if Liverpool win, we will not hear the end of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Um all right, let's do it, let's do it better. Who do I want to win? Liverpool, so Real don't win. And who I think will win, probably Real. There you go. Fair enough. I mean, so, half my family are Liverpool fans, so I'm gonna get it for weeks or months about them winning another Champions League. Do not go down to Plymouth off past the final. <laughs> not go Plymouth, it, it'll be bonkers. It will be. But um, personally, I want to see a good game. I'd like to see Real win. I want um, to see goals. I want to see Manus score again in the final. I, I want to see, personally, I, I want to see Benzema win a final off his own back. Just him. I want him to do it without, like, the, without Ronaldo and stuff like that. Like, just what? him. I know 2018, but that was obviously the carriest mistakes. I don't think... Benzema can hold himself too highly for that final. Yeah, but, but you've got to be at the right place at the right time. So you do, you do. But I, I, yeah, I'd like to see Real win it. But again, people say to me, "Oh, you should want the English team to win because you're English." Nah, like it's Liverpool, man. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit who win the league, who wins the league between Liverpool and City. Either way, it's shit for United. Whoever wins that league. <laughs> but um, let's, make, let's make Liverpool win it then. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, Liverpool will probably Liverpool will probably win. I I think they're just outclassed Real on the night as much as I want Real to win. But yeah, two one, two one. Yeah, two. I Real will get a goal. I two one, three one. I think if Liverpool get a taste for taste for goals, they will score a couple at least. Or three two, three two. Would like, be mate, you're just you're making it even more exciting now. <laughs> well, next week it's it's come around so quick. Yeah, I think, I think this this will go out. This will be coming out the Thursday just for the final, so you guys will be able to listen to me and Costa chat shit and everyone get injured a couple of days before the game. So um, um, Conference League final as well, wow. Yeah, mate, I so, hope many, Roma so, win that so one. many finals over the next like 10 to 12 days. I hope Roma win that one and it will make Mourinho the first manager to win all European trophies. Yeah, yeah. Trophies. And Tammy Abraham as well. Mate, everyone wants Tammy to perform. If you're from, if you're, if you're living in England right now, you want Tammy <laughs> to perform in that final. Um, Get him on the plane to Qatar. 100%, mate. Right, that's been episode two of series three of Lane's Locker Room. I've been joined by Luis Costa, like I've said, BBC freelance now. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I'll be back again next week, but I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing, but I'm sure you like it. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Love.